Welcome to the No Wasted Days podcast. I'm Blaine Marion. And I'm Courtney Marion. And on this podcast, we dive deep into the unconventional ways we got sober. And how we continue to stay sober. Welcome to episode 48 of the No Wasted Days podcast. I'm your co-host, Blaine Marion. And I'm Courtney Marion. Today on the podcast, we're going to be talking about resentment. Kind of just uh, some of the things that we resent while we were in uh, active addiction. Well, things that we were, well, for me, things that I resented in action and active addiction and things that I resented, like I realized I resented once I got sober. Yeah, true. I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah, kind of. Kind of. Yeah. Uh, how do you want to head it off? So I'm just going to ask you, what's your biggest resentment of being an alcoholic and a drug addict for most of your 20s for, for me all? My biggest resentment, like the thing that I'm pissed, like pissed off about the most. Yeah. Well, there's a few. Um, I think a big part of it is I'm resentful of the time that I wasted where I could have been putting towards fucking, you know, like building, like what we're doing now, like building my health and yeah. my fitness. Um, something that kind of eats at me, though, is I'm resentful about the fact that when my grandma got really sick, I was too busy being a fucking piece of shit to be there as much as I should have. Yeah. That one stings a little. Yeah, that's a tough one. How about yourself? Yeah, kind of the same. I, my biggest resentment is the time that I wasted. Gary, like, the stuff that we've done in just the three years we've been sober, imagine what we could have accomplished if we had an extra decade to add on to that. Which we willingly did have, but we fucking squandered it. I know. <laughs> and especially in your, like, 20s, because you have... I have energy now, and I'm 33. Imagine what I would have been like, like 22, 23, if I wouldn't have been on the sauce so much and the drugs, like, oof. Or like, yeah, like the fucking, like the the health and fitness game would have been like top notch had I started in like my, well, I mean, I dabbled when I was younger, but I was never consistent with it because fucking drugs and booze and partying always overtook it, right? Yeah. I remember doing, uh, we did like P90X one time. <laughs> And it was hard as fuck. So you had to do a bunch of pull-ups and shit. I still can't do a pull-up, barely. And, uh, but, like, most of the program, we were doing it. And I remember feeling so good, but then I always fucked up because we'd get drunk. And then, like, it's so easy to, like, oh, I'm hungover. I'm not working out today. And then the next day, you're like, ah, fuck, I'm still not. And then, yeah, the health and fitness stuff, yeah, it's, it's, I don't want to say it's impossible to still work out and be able to get drunk because lots of people do, but I don't know. For me, it was impossible because it would just derail all the progress that I'd make. Well, I think that also kind of plays into resentment, right? Yeah. Because, I mean, yeah, when you play that game, like, oh, I could have been fucking, like, I guess pissed off at your own self. Yeah. I don't know. I'm, I'm better now, but there was a point in time where I was pretty pissy that I let myself get to the state that I had to. Because had it not been that way, then I wouldn't need to fucking backtrack. I would need to backpedal for fucking years to get myself where I wanted to be. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I'm still not there. Don't get me wrong. But I'm a lot closer than, you know, I have been in the fucking past. Yeah. Um, but I think that's I, that's a big one for resentment. I think, like, just spending a lot of, like, not only money and time, but, like, energy for with being surrounding myself with people and scenarios that were not beneficial for me that didn't literally fucking nothing for me, but derailed me from the purpose I have in my life or what I want to be. Yeah, that's true. 
that's uh yeah people that we used to drink with and stuff it's weird because think back to like our early 20s like i don't even know where those people are right like i have no clue and not only do i not know where they are i don't really care to be honest like i don't know it's weird but at that time like we were all pretty close friends and stuff and it was like i don't know it's because we were enabling each other right addicts like yeah. to, it's because you, you don't feel as guilty and like you're doing something shitty when somebody else is doing it as well <clears throat> yeah that's true especially when especially when you're younger like i remember i had one friend who was fucking nuts and like she'd be like let's go fucking light this barn on fire and I'd, like a couple drinks <laughs> and i'd be like yeah fuck it why not <laughs> It's, it's strange, especially, like, you just need that, like, one or two people that are like, fuck it, and you just, like, get, like, a mob mentality. Yeah. That's what drinking and, like, partying is, a lot of it is, like, they call it, like, oh, like, oh, peer pressure. Not even peer pressure. It's like, fuck it, all my other friends are doing it. Yeah, it's weird. As you get older, even people that aren't sober, but, like, once as they're, like, our age now, and they're, like, out of the party lifestyle, it's so funny. Like, on New Year's Eve, you had one of your friends, like, what did they were gonna watch Lord of the Rings or something? Wasn't it? She was like, I was gonna, <laughs> she was like, I was gonna get like dressed and like go out, but then I'd much rather decided I was gonna order Chinese and go to bed at ten thirty. Yeah, and I was like, these are my people. <laughs> yeah, it was somebody else that I was talking to was like, yeah, I was gonna go to the bar, but eh, I didn't really feel like going out, so I just watched Lord of the Rings. So I was like, fuck, sounds like a perfect New Year's Eve to me. <laughs> we fucking we didn't even make we watched what The Sopranos. Yeah, we didn't even make it to midnight. Well, okay, so that I kind of, I fell asleep, and then I woke up at like 11.46, and then I was up just in time to blow cinnamon through the front door. Oh, yeah. So it's supposed to bring in good, good luck. luck and prosperity for the new year. Yeah, we uh, we went ice fishing on New Year's Eve, and it was fun. And we uh, got some spring water, and then we shot some fireworks off at like 6 o'clock. We were like in home, in bed by like 10, and I was just like... We don't have to stay up to midnight. Like, why? Just to say, like, Happy New Year? I was like, fuck this. I'm going to bed. I'm tired. We're so old. I don't like staying <laughs> up late. I, I hate fucking staying up late. It reminds like, me of being a drunk. I know. I have, like, emotional damage from staying up late. I don't even remember the last time I stayed up past, like, midnight. Yeah. I, like, it's been... I don't think I've stayed up past midnight since I've been, like, sober. My body automatically <laughs> just, like, turns off at, like, 10.30. Yeah, it's hard to... Yeah, I don't like staying up late either. I don't, yeah. It just triggers, like, fucking... Ugh. Yeah, and you kind of feel like shit. Right. Well, because I got to do night shifts sometimes. That sucks. I got to stay up all night. Your stomach hurts. Ugh, I hate it. I hate that feeling. <laughs> <laughs> it does. If you stay up till 6, 7 a.m., it's like, oh, I feel like shit. I, resent, like I resent staying up late. Me too. It's fucking God. awful. It's not worth it. Not at this age. Not at the ripe age of 33. Staying up late. I resent yeah. it. Another thing I resent is all the money I spent. My oh, God. Fuck, right? I know. My house could be paid off by now. Maybe not quite that much, but... Pretty fucking close. Fuck me, man. The amount of money we spent on stupid shit. I also resent the situations I put myself in, that's for sure. Yeah. I like... Oh, man. You remember that one time I went to... Meet up with a, a known drug dealer at the uh, at the hotel, and I left the car there. Oh my fucking god! I was so <laughs> fuck. Oh, I was so mad at you. I could the cops. You. The cops came, and I was like, I gotta get the fuck out of here. And I had I was drinking, so I was like, well, I can't drive, so I just left the car running, and I like ran home. 
with the kid. And I wasn't a runner back then, so it took a long time. Okay, so he fucking shows up at the house, and I, he's like, hey, you want to take me back to the fucking hotel to get the car? And I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> so I drive him up there to get the car. The car is parked in the middle of the fucking parking lot with the door open. The yeah. car is running, and his wallet is in the fucking council. Yeah, nobody took anything. Like, how the fuck did the cops not be like, hey, we got a runner here, let's tase his I ass. Don't, I think they were going after the drug dealer. Fuck, lucky, must have been. Lucky for you, because, oh my god. I had some shithouse luck, I tell you. Actually, you know what? I wouldn't even, that's not bad luck. Bad luck would have been you getting fucking arrested and tased. Yeah. Getting a fucking, because I think if you get drug charges, you can't, like, do shit. Like, you can't, like, travel, and you can't, like, do a lot of, like, if, like a lot of jobs and shit. We'll do a, a criminal background check. Yeah, probably. And when I worked at the I worked at the bank, they always did like criminal background checks, like every couple of years to make sure you weren't fucking yeah any government and stuff. But no, I would say that's pretty lucky that that's how that <laughs> panned out. Oh, yeah. I was so mad at you. I was like, you serious? Yeah, I Imagine definitely the, all the shitty situations when you think back that you put yourself in. It's like holy fuck, like why? One time we got super hammered. It must have been in the wintertime. I think it was actually before Christmas. And do you remember when we were doing donuts up on that fucking oh, like yeah. his Katna? And you, like, spun out and, like, almost fucking... I think you dented in the fender of your truck, didn't you? Oh, yeah. I was doing donuts and I hit the cement barricade. Because the donut got away on me and I slammed into the fucker. Okay, but if the... Dented the shit out of the the tailgate. But if the fucking barricade wouldn't have been there, we would have fucking flown off the side of the hill. I know. Thank God that barricade was there. Yeah. Can you imagine how fucking embarrassing that would have been to explain to the kids? Yeah, probably would have been dead. Oh, sure. Fuck. (laughs) Oh, damn. That's a tough one. Yeah, there was some... That old white truck fucked me. It lived a a rough life. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Poor thing. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. What else do I resent? I resent... Do you resent... Oh, I have a question for you. Mm -hmm. Do you resent the people that, like, enabled you to go buck wild and, like, not see a fucking problem with it? Uh, a little bit, but... Like, at the end of the day, it's your decision to drink and use drugs. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. You can't, like... Blame somebody else. Yeah. I always, like, had a little, like, resentment towards the person that first, like, gave me drugs. I always did. But other than that, not really. I don't know. I had, like... I, held, I feel like I held, like, resentment towards sober people when I was a fuck-up. Oh, yeah, 100%. I had, like, yeah. I, yeah, I had so much, like, resentment. I was like, oh, you must be a fucking fun at parties. Like, I used I to, had... when, I was, when I was a drunk and that, like, I I hated sober people. Right? I was like, look at them having fun with no booze. What a loser. I remember thinking that all the time. And, like, you know how when you're at a bar and there's always that one person who is, like, always the DD because they just don't drink or whatever? Mm-hmm. I'd always just be like, fuck, what a loser. <laughs> but now I'm like, fuck, I think the exact opposite. And the weird thing is when you're sober, you don't give a fuck. You don't care about what some drunk thinks. Right. Why would you? And you know, it's funny. Like, I always thought, I was like, oh, somewhere down sobriety. Maybe I can be that guy that goes to the bar and like, oh, I'll give you dumb cunts a ride home if you're yeah. I, yeah, I'm, I will never be your DD. Sorry. No. <laughs> I don't want to deal with your fucking bullshit while you guys are all drunk and stupid. Sorry. Yeah, I always thought that no, too. And not happening. Like, when we were still um, still drinking, I was like, oh, yeah, if I if I quit drinking and be sober, like, I could still go to the bar and have fun with my friends and, like, give them a ride home. It's like, why? We're like, why the fuck would you Gotta stay up late? There? No, thanks. Right. <laughs> not happening. 
10.30, bedtime. So yeah. I hope you're an early drinker, because I'm being in bed by fucking 10.30, my friend. Yeah, it's definitely, definitely not for me. What other things do you resent? Um, like now, like in Like now, yeah. Um, I re- well, I think I resent, like, I resent the fact I didn't take myself seriously. Yeah. Like, I was lost for a really long time. Mm-hmm. And it's funny because I look at other people now and I see that too. And like, they're not, not, they're not even necessarily in like active addiction or football, but I look at them and I see that they're really lost and they're just like, fuck. And I'm like, Hey, so when, and I'm not saying that I'm found by any way, escape or form, but I'm like, now that I'm sober and like, I'm starting to figure out fucking, I'm starting to not be lost. Right. Mm-hmm. Had I been sober for since my early twenties or even since I was like 20, I would know, like I'd be fucking so much farther ahead in my journey then. Yeah. But then I also believe in divine timing. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that used to fuck me up a little bit. Being like resentful of like what could have, should have, didn't pan out when it when I thought it should have, could have pan out at that point in time kind of thing. Yeah. I don't know. Being crazy is hard. <laughs> I will just say that. Most of us, most of us know that. Yeah. I resent um, kind of, I don't know how to explain it, but kind of the lost friendships along the way. Because... And at a certain point in time in your addiction, you stop hanging out with people that don't, like, they don't, uh, for me, it was like, okay, I'm not, in my, like, early 20s, I stopped hanging out with people that, like, didn't do drugs. Yeah, like, good because, people. Yeah, because I didn't, like, I didn't want them to either judge me or... Get them in on it. Yeah, or I, like, I just wanted to party with people that did what I did. And didn't think there was nothing wrong with it. Because they do it too. I guess I was like looking for new friends to enable me, I guess. Yeah. Which I mean are easy enough to find in any yeah. addiction. Any addiction. So I do feel bad about that. Because there was some like really good people in her life that I haven't talked to in, I don't know, probably 10 years. Okay. But we're also antisocial as fuck. So. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> that might get you. Know, I'm not antisocial. I'm just antisocial. Antisocial with people that. I don't, I don't know. Once it's like, I let my guard down around somebody, I'm like really social, but it's just, I gotta like the person, that's all. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just like, for, I for, I don't know, for myself, like I've just, especially in the last couple of years, I've really found, I've really developed, or I've really figured out that I'm my own best friend. Oh yeah. 100%. I like to be, like, everybody likes having friends, everybody does, nobody wants to be lonely, don't get me wrong, but I like... I don't know. I depend on myself. I'm my best, my own best friend. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And it's that's one thing that I try to tell people that are in uh, early sobriety is you have to become your own best friend. Like you can't, you can't just wait around for like some other like sober guy to do stuff with. Like do it by yourself. And that goes for everything too. Like yeah. that's not just sobriety. That's yeah, like true. fucking. That's, like, health and fitness. That's fucking, yeah. like, that's doing whatever, right? Like, bettering yourself in any way. Learning a new fucking language. Like, whatever your goal is, you can't wait for somebody to be like, hey, I got you. Mm-hmm. I mean, now, don't get me wrong. We're very lucky. Maybe that's the theme of this is luck. I keep saying luck. Yeah. Um, we're lucky that, you know, we got fucking sober within a week of each other. Yeah. Because I can tell you, had one of us got sober and the other one not, we would not be having it this conversation work. right now. Yeah. Definitely not. Nope. Um, but like, you can't fucking wait for, 
you know, you can't fucking wait for somebody else to come and save you. You can't wait for somebody else to, to get you to the finish line or to get you going. You got to depend on yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I fucking, I remember early sobriety. I used to just drive around, listen to music, wait for you to get off work and just basically like, I don't know, drive with the dog, take the dog <laughs> for a walk and just wait and wait. So that no, Courtney's off work and go pick her up. Then we can like do something to keep our minds off getting wailed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, early sobriety was a tough one. Well, early sobriety is almost as wild as addiction in its own fucked up way. Yeah. It's a fucking it's an interesting cat, that's for sure. With it being Christmas time, I'll tell a little story. When we first got sober, we uh our sober dates are December what? Ninth for me. Ninth for you? Yeah. And the fifteenth for me. And uh, so it was right around Christmas time, and in Fort St. John, they have the, uh, I call it Candy Cane Lane. It's up by the college where all the Christmas lights are. Uh, yeah, I, I forget the guy. I think it's like Pharaoh Construction Pharaoh or something Contra, like that. I think, I think it is. Yeah, so you can like drive through his like house kind of deal, and there's Christmas lights up. And I remember in early sobriety going there every single night, and sometimes driving through it like six times. We'd like go six times one way, six times the other. And then be like, oh, it's 11 o'clock, time for bed. Just to like keep us from drinking. I remember that. We'd get like a hot chocolate. Yeah, we fucking blew the bank on Starbucks that year, Jesus. Yeah, we'd get hot chocolates and just go and like talk and it, oh, it worked, I guess. Because <laughs> those lights came. Those, uh, I'm not like, okay, I'm not glamorizing this, but I'm sure we went through there drunk before too. I did, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not condoning that, but like, yeah. them, I'm just going to say, them lights hit different when you're fucking sober and you're like, holy shit. Like a light yeah. bulb that goes on in your life, yeah. like in your head, that's kind of how those hit sober. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I loved it. That was, that was, yeah, year one. I only went, we only went once this year. Yeah. Well, we don't live there anymore, so. But a little, a little bit still have to make the trek once a year. But we went around here, like we went. Yeah, we did Hudson Hope. They had a. It was really cool. They had like a competition thing. You got to go around, pick which house you liked the best, and then vote online. It was cool. I seen what the one had like a giant Santa and a bunch of cats and shit. They got my vote. Yeah, the cat <laughs> it was, one was cool. cool. I like the cat one. Yeah, there's a couple nice ones down the barrel. Yeah, yeah, it was neat. What else do I resent though? I'm trying to think. I resent. Oh, I did have, I'm getting better with this. It's not something that I'm like totally like, oh, you're healed. Cause you know, that's not how life works. But mm-hmm. I actually have a lot of resentment towards my parents. And I still do a little bit. Cause I feel like they don't believe me. Yeah. Like, cause my mom, like my parents, have, my mom has made even like recently made a comment about like, oh, you didn't go to rehab. So you mustn't have had a problem. <laughs> yeah, like no, okay this was a word what? for word but it was something because we were talking about somebody yeah me and, I, me and her have a mutual friend who is my age that just got out of rehab like yeah. they did their 90 days whatever they're fucking and she basically said something along the lines and i don't like to quote not a quote for word for word something about the lines like she actually had a problem because she went to rehab jesus and i was like mom like <laughs> Generally insensitive, and also her rehab was paid for. Maybe yeah. I could have went to rehab if I had fucking somebody paid for mine. Not saying that anybody yeah. should have had, but I was like, hey, you can't. I literally was like, you can't compare apples with oranges, mom. Yeah, it doesn't. It's not a competition. Well, and then she also said, oh, well, she went to rehab for more than just drinking. Yeah. And I was like, mom, have you listened to my fucking co- podcast? Obviously not. No. <laughs> Obviously not. But whatever. Yeah. We're working on that. That's some, that. There's some resentment for you. 
it's getting better. We're making strides, but it is something that's even fucking three years into this. It still is like, mom, like, fuck, what do I have to do to convince you I have a problem? Like, why don't you believe me? Yeah. I resent just not spending time with my family. I know. So do I. Like, I, that was a big one. Because, like, it was, like, like, we spent time together, but not. Not quality. Not, like, now. Like, now my dad's one of my best friends. I love the old bastard. <laughs> you guys are, like, ridiculously close. Yeah, I know. He reminds me of myself, just a little older. Nice. <laughs> That's a good thing. Well, and I mean, I think because, like, honestly, like, he's been such a huge supporter of all our shit, yeah. right? That makes it pretty easy. Yeah. I mean, baby steps, we'll get there, but that is something that I'm still, I'm working on resentment-wise. Yeah. And it's hard, too, because, like, yeah. It's kind of a weird thing to say, like, oh, you weren't that bad, you didn't need rehab. Oh, cheat. Like, how, how, like... Fuck me. We both needed rehab, we just didn't go. We just didn't, right? <laughs> like, fuck. I remember talking about going once. I remember that, too. But I was like, I have no clue, like, how the fuck would I go, and then... So overwhelming to even, like, think about. Yeah, and then I'd have to, like, tell everybody I had a problem, and, like, how am I going to pay the bills? Like, I got a mortgage to pay. And then my mom would be like, are you sure it's bad enough for rehab? <laughs> You can't leave Courtney there. I'd be like, oh, God fucking forbid. God forbid you leave Courtney. We, was, we also needed help, but like, <laughs> yeah. I don't know, because I maybe it was just because we did such a good job of fucking burying it under the fucking rug. Like, I don't know. Um, I guess because I, well, I guess I think that like for me, because my brother was an alcoholic too, and he got he dabbled with fucking like drugs and mental health, all kinds of shit. Mm-hmm. I think because he was like always in jail and like always in the drunk tank and always like you yeah, need so to come bail me out. It made your problem not as like bad. Or, like I just got a, yeah, like like I just got yeah. fucking like the one time before he passed away, he got like assault on a police like through as assault on like three police officers. Like I'm like I just felt like maybe because like my brothers was like more of like an open like. Fuck mm-hmm. up for lack of a better word. It was like, ah, Courtney's not that bad. She, yeah. she's still, she's fucking working. She doesn't have any DUIs. Like, she doesn't have fuck. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's just you, you party five days a week. You know, your but mental, you don't have a problem. Your physical, you're, you're and, not getting in trouble. <laughs> yeah, your physical and mental health is you're fucking. Just, you're just killing yourself with drugs and alcohol, but because you're not getting in trouble, you don't have a problem. Because you're not inconveniencing me, Courtney. <laughs> you're just fucking fine. Yeah. Yeah, I think maybe that's what it was. It's fucking. It's so weird to me when people say like, "Oh, you didn't have a problem." I was like, "Okay." That's a How the fuck would you know? Right. You know what? How many times I got drunk by myself at home? No. Well, I do. It was a lot. Yeah, those walls will talk. They tell you some pretty fucking saturated stories. Yeah. But it's interesting. Again, these are fucking things you work through and things that, you know, I hope that by, like, you know, telling people shit, maybe you'll have a little bit more consideration when other people are like, hey, just, you know, like, I have a problem. Like, just because I'm not fucking yeah. banging heroin in front of you or fucking, you know, no, crashing my car into the fucking, into Charlie Lake or just because I'm not openly doing this shit doesn't mean that everything's honky fucking dory. Yeah. You know? And same thing, too, if, like, somebody's, if one of your friends is trying to, like, stop drinking or something, like, don't egg them on. Just like, leave them alone. I don't know, you did like you don't have to you don't have to come out and be like, hey, I'm an alcoholic, but you, if you say like hey to your friends, hey, I don't want to drink and if they're like, Oh fuck you, you loser, like maybe it's time to get new friends. I don't know. Okay, except for Watson was like used to call us like like names <laughs> all the time. Like, I'm gonna fucking go to bed 
early, go garage sailing in the morning. Yeah, you but, have to know the quality of your friends. Yeah, but that was different. He was just bugging me. But, you know, I mean, honestly, <laughs> just, like, resentment-wise, I'm sure, because he was so stuck in his shit, he probably had a little bit of resentment yeah, towards he, that lifestyle, yeah. right? Because I used to fucking resent those assholes that got up and ran the fucking, ran at 8 a.m. and fucking yeah. had their green smoothie and, you know, like... Yeah. I used to resent those people too because I was like, fuck that. Like, fuck him. But that was only because it was like, I wish I could be that person, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's true. But it's a new year now, so you can be anybody you want. How'd you start your new year? How did we start our new year? We started the new year with a 10 kilometer trail run. It was freaking awesome, all through Hudson Hope. We did, uh, we went to Jameson and then we went down, and there's like a, there's a berm thing on along the river that's technically under construction. You're not supposed to go down there, but everybody does anyway. Mm-hmm. So I was like, ah, fuck it. Let's go down there. So we went down there and ran that and then did a little bit through town and then back up to the house. It was awesome. Just over 10K. See, even though we're sober, we're still a little bit badass. Yeah. Yeah. Ain't no construction sign gonna stop me. Ah, (laughs) They always say, fucking, no no tattoos in the kitchen, but there's a bald eagle on my ass that says otherwise. I wasn't wearing my hoodie that I like to wear when I'm getting into mischief. Should have worn that one. Last time I last time I wore it, we were walking Roni through Beatty Park. Oh yeah, (laughs) 8:30 at night. I was getting in a little trouble. Oh yeah, (laughs) just fucking slow rolling the neighborhood. Yeah. Fucking with the deer. Yeah, chasing deer. Taunting deer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's, we got the whole year ahead of us. We got big plans. I'm excited. I'm excited to see where it goes. And I'm excited to, like, yeah, like, as fucking things go on and as things change, like, I, I don't know, we're, I don't have much to be resentful for anymore. No, I mean, that's a nice I have a little bit right now, but not a lot. I want to try to just, I don't know. Reach out to people more. I always wait till they talk to me. It's hard though, because what do you say? Like, I think you have a problem. Like, no, not like on. that. I just yeah. like, I just mean like my friends and stuff. Yeah, like, no, I'm guilty of that too. I don't know why. Like, I never, I'm never the one to like call them first. I always wait till they like message me. It's like I'm weird like that. I don't know. Yeah, I'm gonna try to do better. I I know I need to try to do it too, <laughs> and I think I have like. I don't know. I've been looking into this inner healing bullshit, yeah. healing your inner child, all that kind of fucking crap. Because we all have shitloads of trauma from whatever. Mm-hmm. But I was like, I'm like, what? I was looking into this thing about like being like hyper independent. And it was like, you don't like rely. You don't ask for anybody. You don't like go out because you're just like, fuck it. I'll just do it myself because that's the way I've always fucking done it. Yeah. Because whenever I've extended my like whatever, it's been like no. Mm-hmm. So then you just like yeah, you get like it's all it's not it's not healthy though. Like it's a bit of a like you know what I mean. Yeah, relying on yourself too much. Yeah, like, yeah. I don't know. We're working on it. We're working on We're it. We're a work in progress. We are. are. This is our fourth year sober. That's so cool. Year three was a big one for our health and fitness. Like, I say in year three, I was a little bit selfish because I was working on myself a lot. I was super selfish, too. Yeah. So year four, I'm trying to, I don't know, help other people a bit more. I don't know how I'm going to do it yet. The year just started, so... I got lots of time, but I'll figure it out. Tons of time. Tons of time. Well, uh, maybe with this podcast too. Maybe like people will be like, hey, maybe they'll feel like, maybe they'll reach out to you more. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Because it's hard. It's hard to, I don't know. It's not hard. It's just. It's hard to ask for help because I would have never asked for help when I was mm-hmm. in active addiction. No. I would have been in jail before I asked for help. Even now. I know like, I would have. Even, okay, even with non-addict, like, even with non-hard yeah. shit. 
Like, even with shit that would, call, like, be, like, the tiniest, littlest inconvenience, I would rather fucking <laughs> yeah. rip my own fucking arm off and beat myself on the back of it. I fucking hate asking for help. I just, I don't no. know. Just, I don't know why people, or maybe not people, but why we are like that. I don't it's know. It's a trauma response. Yeah? It's, it's yeah. Weird. I'm doing some research. Some Instagram It's research. weird, because I hate asking for help, too. Yeah, we're the worst. I hate, even when I'm at work, I don't even, like, ask for help. I just do shit by myself. Right, like, I'll just struggle through But I don't it. think that, I think that's for other reasons. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I, yeah, I don't know. There's just different, different types of people. Right? Like, some people, I have people on my Facebook that are like, will someone come help me move my fucking plow? Someone come help me yeah. move, like, you know, like, do my lawn. And I'm like, I've never asked Yeah, it's anything. like the opposite. Some people, they ask for help for every single thing. It's like, holy hell, you want me to tie your shoes for you, too? Like, they must, I, I always think I'm like, man, you must have had a bitch and support network growing up as fuck. Must have. Something yeah. like, jeez. Right? Like, I fucking would rather He's asking like, for help every damn day. I, know. I don't got enough help to give her. Right. <laughs> Whoever you are. Uh, <laughs> but I mean, maybe that's like, yeah, maybe that's our own fucking bias, right? Maybe that's just what normal people do. I don't know. I'm not normal. Maybe, yeah, <laughs> certain people lived, like, grew up in a household where it was like, hey, if you ask for help, you actually got it. Yeah, maybe. Not just like, hey, I kept you alive, so yeah. that's good. We're so we're good, right? Like, yeah. You're 16, 17. You you know how to feed yourself. Figure it there. Figure the rest out. This yeah. is on you. True. Inner child healing. <laughs> get on it, kids. It only gets harder the early. It only gets harder the longer you wait. That shit yeah. don't go away. It's fucking weird. That shit don't fucking go away. And I honestly, I think my biggest resentment, and it will always be my biggest resentment in life. Is I didn't get sober sooner. Yeah. I wish I would have. Just imagine the shit we could have like accomplished. We're accomplishing a shit ton now already. But imagine if we had an extra five, ten years. Maybe if like we didn't become addicts at all. But also, yeah, imagine that. (laughs) But also, like that trauma builds like character, and it makes me funny. So I'll I'll accept that. Yeah. True. It, it builds a good sense of humor, and people can relate to you. Yeah. I mean, it sure it would... makes me like going on long runs. I don't know. That's weird. Did you see that? I said I told you that thing about yeah. long runs. It's, yeah, it's strange. Because, yeah, like, I've seen this thing. It was like, yeah, like, how come sometimes when I go for long runs, I just, like, break down and release all, like, I start to cry and release all this emotion. Yeah. Because your body gets tired, and then, like, your mind lets its guard down, and all of a sudden, yeah, so like, this old go. shit is just, like, <laughs> projectiling out of you. Yeah. Well, guys, we hope you liked the podcast. It was a good one to start the year off. We hope uh, everybody's starting 2024 on the right foot. As uh, As always, catch us here next week. Peace.